Welcome to Arate Today, the place where personal development meets personal responsibility and you are encouraged to reach your highest human potential. Jen Pipe is a multi-passionate entrepreneur and lifelong learner on a mission to positively impact the world through the powerful combination of community and creativity. Her main goal is to be better each day than she was the day before, and she is sharing her knowledge so you can do the same. So don't wait for things to happen. Go out and make them happen. It's time for you to be the intentional creator of your life with your butt in the driver's seat and your foot on the gas. Now, buckle your seatbelts because we're about to go for one hell of a ride. Hey, fans and followers. How are you today? This is Jen Pipe, and I'm back behind the mic this week. Last week was April vacation in these parts, and for those of you with kids, uh, I think you understand that that means a lot of mummy, 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 and there's a lot of family time that happens, which I adore, and also I ran a bunch of workshops and classes for both kids and adults last week, some art-based empowerment, and uh, that took a lot of my time, and, and there's a lot of effort and planning that goes into the, the pre-class and actual class so that's what I was wrapped up with last week, but it feels good to be back in the early part of this week, and hopefully where you are, spring has sprung. Just want to send out a quick note that my thoughts and prayers go out to the people in the southern part of the United States that are being um, tremendously impacted by tornadoes. So my heart is with all of you, and I really hope that this weather passes and uh, you guys can find peace and you stay safe. So up here where I am in the Northeast, I guess theoretically spring has sprung. Um, you know, there's buds on the trees and the grass is greening up nicely. I'm looking out my window and there's flowers in my front yard. But for the most part, Mother Nature is really still struggling to firmly have spring take root here. Today it's gray and dreary and in the 40s and it doesn't really look much better for the remainder of the week. So still trying to stay positive and uh, bust out my flip-flops whenever possible. And, um, you know, speaking of spring, you know what that means. So lots of TV and radio ads for diets, tons of magazine covers about getting your body bikini ready, right? The inevitable bearing of flesh and the judgment and shame that can often come along with that. Uh, people get very judgy in the spring and summer. Um, you know, if you're not perfect, you're not okay. And, uh, you know, certainly I've noticed that in my social media feeds, Facebook in particular, there's certainly been an amping up of some posts, you know, by some well-meaning friends and, and associates, you know, about um, being sexier, being prettier, you know, having the best booty, that kind of thing. So um, certainly well-meaning, well, well-intentioned, right? But if we think about it, we're instructed and goaded even on countless ways and countless times during the day to be more sexy and, and more physically acceptable by society's unrealistic standards. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to be healthy. I talked about that in my last podcast, and I want to look good naked, and I want my husband to have his breath completely taken away whenever he's around me. I want him to find me attractive and sexy, and I want to feel that way in my own skin but, and that's a big but here, no pun intended, um, maybe I'm just at the age and at the stage in my life where sexy isn't as relevant as it was before. So maybe I'm, I'm at a less 
narcissistic or a less self-involved stage of my life. Um, but the fact of the matter is that I'm really, really sick of the constant line of attack that we as women and girls are under in society. When I think about our children, right, imagine the pressure that they feel on a daily basis to be flawless. Not just girls, our sons feel it too. You know, if you look at any Abercrombie catalog or a Hollister storefront, they're feeling it too, right? They have to be buff and have the thin waist and all of that stuff. But mostly right now, I'm just concerned about our daughters, right? Our daughters are just constantly under siege. And a couple statistics that may or may not be alarming to you. Did you know that 81% of 10-year-old girls are afraid of getting fat? That's 81% of girls. And where are they even getting the message of fat at that age anyways? You guessed it, in the media, okay? The average girl is going to get pummeled with over 5,000 messages, advertisements, and media clips per year about physical attractiveness alone. So messages that are really taking root in terms of their self-worth. It is time for an antidote to all of this madness and all of these messages that help to foster shame and self-loathing in all demographics. Far as I'm concerned, it's time to take the focus off of sexy, which is really just an, an extrinsic marker anyways, and put it back on some of the intrinsic values that definitely don't get as much airtime or advertising dollars. So I want to present you today with a very special podcast, which is focused on 10 things that you can be besides sexy. Now, these 10 things, they're attainable, they're important, and they will help you be a better person. They'll help you raise your vibration and just give off a better vibe. And really, they're going to help improve the world around you. So are you ready? Honestly speaking... Sexy is a bonus, and it's really nice to live in a fit and healthy and attractive and well-toned body. But you know what's better than sexy? Confidence. Confidence is much better than sexy. It's like sexy's hotter cousin. And nothing radiates quite as much as a person who's confident in their own skin, regardless of what that skin might look like. My husband is a perfect example of that. When I first met him, no, he was not my type, right? He's never been characterized that way, if I could characterize a type. But I have always, from the very moment I laid eyes on him, thought he was sexy. It's not because of the way he looks in his physical body necessarily, although I find that attractive too, but it's just the way he exudes this confidence He's just got an air of confidence about him. And you see it in the way he walks. You see it in the way he talks, in the way he interacts with others. And definitely, definitely, it's never more present or prevalent than when he is coaching, which is what his passion is. And I just find that extremely sexy. So he might never make People Magazine's top 100, but he's number one in, in my book, and it all comes from within. It's just about that confidence that he projects. So as far as I have it, confidence trumps sexy any day, and confidence helps you be sexy. So 
You could also maybe, um, you know, dive into some happiness, right? You could have some humor, laughter, smile more often, try not to take things too seriously. All of those things also better than just being sexy. There's a tremendous power in being able to laugh at your foibles, to chuckle at your misgivings and flaws, and then keep on keeping on. Forget big breaths, big laughs are where it's at. And never do I feel better in my skin than when I am laughing. Um, you know, smiles, they're universal. They cross barriers. They're transcendent. They're welcoming. And I really, really don't care how banging your body is. Your smile is where it's at. So make it big. Make it genuine. Lots of studies have been done around this topic. In a Penn State study showed that smiles make you more likable and appear more courteous, and you're also perceived to be more competent. So that could be a huge boost where you're employed. Studies have also shown that it's very difficult to frown when looking at someone who smiles and laughs, which just goes to prove something that we probably already knew, that happiness is contagious. That's why a lot of the times you feel so happy and ebullient when you're around kids. Kids laugh and smile an average of 400 times a day, where an average adult may only be 10 or 15 times a day. So we need to take a page from our kids' book and just radiate more of that happiness. And then there was a UC Berkeley study done, which spanned 30 years, and researchers were able to predict a number of things based on um, the, the size of their smile in pictures. So they were able to predict how fulfilling and long-lasting their marriages would be. They were able to tell how high people would score on standardized tests of well-being and also how inspiring they would be to others. So the widest smilers and the people who gave off the happiest demeanor ranked the highest in all of those categories. And also, another little-known tidbit is that smiling improves your lifespan by an average of seven years. So non-smilers typically have a mortality rate of about 72 years of age, whereas smilers and people with a happier disposition are around 79 years of age. So smiling can add years to your life. Also, as far as I'm concerned, Trump's just being sexy in any book. Intelligence. And in an ideal world, we'd all be both intelligent and attractive. But that's not always the case. Studies have shown that people with both characteristics tend to be more confident, they, get, they tend to get paid higher salaries, and they tend to be better educated. Unfortunately, certainly in you know, the first world um, society, we have this overwhelming trend right now of making stupid people famous. Um, if you just take a quick glance at your primetime cable offerings, those will corroborate my theory on this subject. I'm making a plea today. Let's bring smart back, okay? And I don't mean test score smart because that's also a focus right now that I don't agree with. I mean like an insatiable thirst for knowledge smart, right? The never-ending learner smart. I mean the dig deeper than the headlines smart. The, the don't just believe everything that you see online smart, right? That kind of smart is sexy, um, you know, the ability to impact the world in a positive way, intelligent. 
that's when big brains become so, so sexy. When you're doing something that elevates society, like that to me is sexy. Altruism, being altruistic. I know a lot of people who could be characterized as sexy, right? They got the big bedroom eyes, they got the curves, they're muscular. You know, some are even fortunate enough to have that thigh gap thingy that everyone wants to talk about, which is totally ridiculous. But that kind of sexy doesn't matter because they're not doing anything with it besides standing around, posting half-naked selfies all over the internet. Look at me, like me. Well, I'd like you a whole lot better if you were a little bit more altruistic, okay? Because altruism in all of its forms, generosity, donating, volunteering, it has the potential to reward both the giver, the recipient, and also communities at large. So acts of kindness don't have to be obligatory or overwhelming. They tend to work best when they're sincere and spontaneous. But altruism, that just inherent just desire to give, it promotes compassion, promotes connection and gratitude, and it helps to boost people's self-image. It does all of that in a way that simple attractiveness alone cannot, okay? Simple attractiveness cannot give you those feelings that an altruism can. So give it a shot. You just might start a chain reaction of positivity, and you might just help elevate how you feel on a daily basis, which brings me back to some of the other things I talked about, like smiling and confidence. You could also commit to being kind, okay? I don't care how good-looking you are. Nobody, nobody, nobody is pretty if they have an ugly personality. This one sort of speaks for itself, and I'm not even going to get into it any further. It's self-explanatory. If you're ugly on the inside and that radiates outward, doesn't matter how much makeup you wear, doesn't matter what size you are or how much you weigh on the scale, that in turn makes you ugly. Do you agree with me on that? Um, I think you could probably think of some instances where you do. Let's try being more humble. We're in an age right now and, and we're at a, a phase in society where some people view humility as a weakness, but in my opinion, they're wrong. The word humility comes from the Latin word humilitas, which means grounded or from the earth. When I think of the word humility, I think of those like salt of the earth people, right? The people that you think of and know you can count on and you go to them because there's a trust there and you know they would never violate that. Humility is kind of a lost art, right? It's, it's large, largely been replaced by boastfulness now in our social media era. Um, think of role models. Just think of the role models right now. Like gone are the Rosa Parkses of society, the Martin Luther King Juniors, the John F. Kennedys, the Mother Teresas, the Helen Kellers, right? Nowadays, most of our perceived role models are entertainers, right? Those are the people that get the airwaves and the attention and they're on the covers of magazines. And when that happens, what that equates to is a lot of empty bravado, right? I did this. Look at me. Look how pretty I am. Look how much money I make. Um, I, for one, I love the self-aware kind of humility that can belly right up next to its companion character traits like kindness and courage and perseverance and intelligence. Humility helps people to act with principle and not pride. And I honestly believe it just might be the hidden weapon in your arsenal. 
Humility, after all, is like hot, really hot. The key to it is to be humble enough to know you're not better than anybody else, but wise enough to know you're different from everyone else. Moving on, being well-mannered, completely underrated, yet oh, so attractive. Manners are like the traffic lights for life, right? Even thinking back to way back when, even cavemen had to learn manners, right? They were in close confinements in these caves, and if they were just these wretched, self-involved, self-important trolls, like all hell would have broken loose, right? So even they had to learn basic manners. And in these days, even though we know basic manners, we're kind of regressing and we choose to act like cavemen in a lot of instances. So think of this from like a a sociology perspective, and maybe it will make more sense. So what do you think would happen in society if every person on earth only looked out for him or herself? Society would collapse. It would fall apart. Society cannot sustain itself on people just looking out for themselves. It it can't happen. So manners are different and less rigid now than they were a century ago. But the general premise is the same. Manners are designed to help society function. They're designed to make people feel appreciated and respected. So just go and do the common courtesy things, like put your phone away at dinner, right? Thank the barista at Starbucks, maybe even call them by name. Hold the door open for the person behind you. Because honestly, like what is sexier than acts of kindness and selflessness like that? I can't think of many. Another attribute that I think trumps sexy is integrity. So many of us have probably fallen for at least one heartbreaker in our lives, right? That one person, whether male or female, who was so hot that you just couldn't believe he or she could be interested in you, like mere mortal you. What did they see in you? So you allowed yourself to fall head over heels in love with them, and then you got taken for a ride. Maybe you got lied to. Maybe they cheated on you. Maybe promises were broken along with your aching heart. Wouldn't it have been great if your Adonis came with integrity as well? Wouldn't it be great if that person had had the desire and also the ability to tell the truth when it mattered? Wouldn't it have been great if they were standing up for what was right as they were by your side or kept their promises? At the end of the day, A person's principles are far more important than the size of their pectorals. Next, I'm going to get into personal responsibility. And I know this is coming a bit late in this podcast, but I really rank it as one of the most important attributes a person can have. I don't care how buff you are. I don't care how beautiful you are. Nobody likes a blamer. It's a pervasive myth in our society, that other people are responsible for everything. They're responsible for our health, for our happiness, for our well-being, and for our overall quality of life. The real truth is that only one person is responsible for the quality of life you lead, and that's you. This principle is the basis for this overall podcast, for all of the Arate Today episodes, 
Our tagline even reads, where personal development meets personal responsibility. Because sexy's only going to get you so far, you need to rely on your other merits to go the distance. Over on my blog, I'm going to put some resources for this episode today, and I'm going to put some really great authors and books that delve in a little bit more to this subject. I think you'll find them of interest. So head on over there and um, take a look at those. And then finally, uh, in my top 10 list of things that you could be besides sexy, we have committed. Because commitment is awesome. You could lead by example. There is no greater motivation than seeing someone that you look up to or someone that's a mentor of yours or someone that you love busting their butt alongside everyone else, right? People who value hard work and grit and determination. Um, Commitment doesn't always just involve work, by the way. It's also about the promises you make to others and also about the promises you make to yourself, You may or may not know someone by the name of Sam Silverstein. He's an accountability expert who I saw a number of years ago at a conference. And he wrote a great book called No More Excuses. And it's all about accountability and commitment and authenticity. And his keynote speech that day at that conference was all about promises he had made and how he had double booked himself and family versus professional. And at the end of the day, who is he most responsible to? himself, um, and his, his integrity and how he comes across and how he feels at the end of the day when he goes to bed. So phenomenal speech has stuck with me. Um, great book. I highly recommend it. Um, but let's start thinking about some of the people we look up to and these may or may not not be on your list. They're just popular people that, you know, I thought of when I was thinking about content for this podcast, but like Oprah and Ellen, right? Two of the icons, um, both in TV and in philanthropy, committed, committed individuals. Michael Jordan, committed athlete. Richard Richard Branson, committed entrepreneur, right? Serial entrepreneur. Um, Lady Gaga or Justin Timberlake or Madonna, committed to their craft, committed to their music, committed to their art. Richard Simmons or Jane Fonda, right? Committed to fitness. That was how they lived their life. That was their life's mission, their life's purpose. So it really doesn't matter if it's athletics or entertainment or entrepreneurship or philanthropy. The greats, no matter what the greats are great at, they're committed. They're in the trenches. They're leading by example. They're blazing trails. You know, if I think about myself, right now my mission is to help people, you know, through art-based empowerment, right? So I do things that helps me be better at that. I take courses, I go to trainings, I read books, I study, I teach, I learn, I'm in the trenches, I'm doing these things day in and day out. You know, I'm, I'm leading by example. And honestly, my friends, there's really nothing on earth sexier than that. By leading by example and being committed. I'm not saying that I personally, you know, am sexier than that. I'm saying that just in general, that attribute is extremely sexy. Um, you know, in closing, I just want to say you have my top 10. There's nothing wrong with being sexy. It's a God-given gift. You know, if you've got it, use it, use it for good, not evil. Right. But think about it. Wouldn't you rather be sexy 
and all of these other things too, right? Wouldn't you rather be less vacant? Wouldn't you rather have your sexy to have some kind of substance that goes along with it? Think about that. I want to wrap today up by sharing that I'm working on a couple of new initiatives um, that are, you know, exclusive of this podcast, but may intertwine with it eventually. Um, I'm working on a couple online programs for women and teens designed to both inspire and empower. These are separate programs, so there'll be one for women and one for teens. Uh, More to come on that. And I've also begun writing a book, which is really exciting. So um, lots to do on that front, but it's coming along nicely. And so I encourage you to head on over to genpipe.com if any of this is intriguing to you. Have you sign up for my newsletter on the homepage, and then you'll also see the ways that you can follow me on social media. So I really encourage that. It's a way to stay in touch in between these podcast episodes. It's a way for you to get in touch with me if you have questions. And I do love listener questions. So if you have something you want me to answer on air or some advice that you need help with, something you need help with or you need advice, please reach out, message me from my website. I'd love to do something on air for you. So until next time, Seriously, keep laughing, learning, and loving. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Arete Today. As always, Jen has put together some engaging additional content in the show notes at jenpipe.com. That's where the conversation will continue. So click on the blog, stay connected, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Until next time, keep laughing, loving, and learning. And we hope to see you in one of Jen's upcoming classes or workshops.